Welcome to season two of The Unforgiving 60 with your hosts, Ben Pronk and Tim Curtis. Two ex-SAS guys armed with MBAs. In this show, Ben and Tim seek out people leading lives less ordinary and talk with them about how they fill their unforgiving minutes and what helps them go always a little further. They have not died in vain, those men we know, in desert sands or on the Buna track. They have not died at all, but live anew in memories of Blue and Tom and Jack. In Syrian hills and wadis in Tobruk, men lived and laughed and sometimes were profane. And all around the brown earth heaved and shook, and some who laughed will never laugh again. They only died in vain if we who live, when war's last shot is fired and last blood shed, refuse to give all living men can give to build anew the world for which they bled. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this very special Anzac Day edition of the Unforgiving 60. I'm Ben Pronk and I'm here as I was this time last year with my co-host Tim Curtis. How are you, Tim? But of course, last year we were at a dawn service. We were surrounded by uh, old friends and and families at a a very special service at the um, Campbell Barracks um, Memorial. This year is going to be slightly different. Very different with um, social distancing and restriction on Anzac Day ceremonies. We won't be able to come together as a community, either those in uniform who were in uniform or those who usually come and celebrate Anzac Day on the side of a parade. Yeah, and so with that in mind, we thought we'd record this edition um, as a way of maybe going some way to replace some of the the sharing of stories, which has become such a, a beautiful part um, in the veteran community of Anzac Day. And so we've reached out to a whole bunch of our, our veteran friends um, to to get a few reflections. We've asked each of them the same three questions. We've asked them what their most memorable Anzac Day was, what they normally do on Anzac Day, and what they're going to miss most about Anzac Day this year. And I think you'd, you'd agree, Tim, a, a pretty cracking selection of responses from some really good mates. And from all walks of life, those people who have been on the podcast in the past and those that haven't. So from federal to state politicians to business people and to a whole range of others giving their insights on those three things. It's an important time, I think, for reflection in general. Um, And what I'd probably ask people who are listening is at the end maybe pick up the phone and call 
people who you know are serving or have served and just use it as an opportunity to connect one-on-one. I think increasingly as we're seeing around Australia, looking at Anzac Day as a time to think about, I guess, the principles um, under which the, the Anzacs fought and died. And particularly at the moment, I think this idea of, of a little bit of sacrifice for a greater good, it would be um, absolutely churlish to, to try and compare uh, some of the small sacrifices we're making on behalf of our society at the moment to, to the massive sacrifices that people have made um, throughout history, but but in this case in the Anzac um, uh, legend. But the principle is still the same, looking after one another, looking after the collective good and, and maybe foregoing a little bit of personal comfort uh, for the, the betterment of, of the wider society. Very well put. Let's get on with the show. G'day, Ben. G'day, Tim. Many thanks for inviting me along to this special Anzac Day edition of The Unforgiving 60, and just congratulate you guys on what a wonderful job you do with this podcast. For those listening, I'm Colonel Matt. I joined the Army 34 and a half years ago as an Army apprentice mechanic. Uh, At the completion of my mechanic apprenticeship, I completed SAS selection, uh, became an infantryman, and have been pretty much doing that stuff for the rest of my adult life. Um, I've spent most of my, like I say, most of my adult life in the SAS Regiment serving as a patrol, troop, and squadron commander. Uh, later would serve in the commando regiment as the commanding officer. Uh, I've been very fortunate to serve in all of those appointments on operations in Bougainville, East Timor, multiple tours of Iraq, and multiple tours of Afghanistan. So I'm just gonna read question one. What was your most memorable Anzac day? And I've, I can't just name one, I'll, I'll give you two. <laughs> the first one was in 2004 in Iraq with my SAS troop looking after then Prime Minister John Howard, which was a uh, memorable occasion. It was the first time a Prime Minister had been into a theatre of war um, since the Korean War. So we had the, um, you know, the, the great privilege and immense responsibility of looking after our Prime Minister. Um, and it was still a very... Um, yeah, very much a war zone, um, and as the service was unfolding on dawn, sir, at the dawn that day, you could hear the 50 cal opening up on the on the border there with Camp Victory uh, there in Baghdad, uh, which made it uh, even more of a surreal uh, experience. And then later, the other uh, memorable Anzac Day was in 2009 when I was deployed in Afghanistan with my SA squadron, um, being away on operations in such a uh, you know, brutal conflict um, will always stick with me. And uh, uh, that was a, a very uh, poignant moment. Uh, question number two, how do you normally spend Anzac Day? Well, in recent times, I've reignited a local uh, dawn service where I live on the northern beaches of Sydney. In 1966, from my reckoning, it was the last time a service was conducted locally. And then a couple of years ago, with uh, some school friends, we got together and decided to uh, start our own dawn service separate to any of the uh, the RSLs in adjacent towns and the like. And it's turned into a, a monster community gathering. Uh, we had uh, about 1,500 turn up last year. So it's a, it's a real shame that with COVID-19, we can't do that this year. But I normally spend Anzac Day with the dawn service. I'll then head north to another town, do a march with uh, the sub-branch I'm a member of, and then come back to my local town where 
usually there's a whole bunch of my mates who now uh, live in Sydney who I've served with back in the SAS regiment, which we catch up with uh, for a few beers and, uh, and, a, and a game of two up. Question number three, what will I miss the most about this Anzac Day? It's really about bringing the community together, which um, has been really uh, a great thing to do, uh, to bring them together to commemorate and just to reflect on all those values and uh, what Anzac Day means to us all as Australians uh, and just to uh, sort of remind everyone that, uh, you know, that, that life's bigger than them. So that's, um, that's what I'll miss about it. And, you know, I'll also, of course, miss uh, meeting up with all those people I don't get to see very often, uh, particularly those mates from the regiment. But again, Ben, Tim, thanks very much for inviting me to speak and um, look forward to the podcast. Thank you. G'day, Unforgiving 60. It's Mark Wales here. Uh, I'm former military. He was in Aussie Army for about 16 years. Uh, spent six years in SAS and did a bunch of tours a lot of them with Pronky and uh, also had heard of Tim, so it's good to see the podcast firing on, on, on all cylinders. But um, Anzac Day is coming up. Um, it's a really great day normally. A question I've been asked here by the, by the guys, what was your most memorable Anzac Day? Mine would have to be uh, in 2007, I, I went to Gallipoli a couple of days before Anzac Day started and I was out on the peninsula and it was I was by myself and there was only a couple of people there preparing the site for Anzac Day and they were Turkish kind of maintenance guys and they were working on and cleaning all the different headstones that were there and all the monuments, memorials and it was just really good to be on that patch of ground with no real crowd there and just, just to see that area where a lot of Aussies lost their life. I think it's such an important um, story for Australia so that was really good. I just enjoyed being out there at that time. Um, Question two, how do you usually spend Anzac Day? Normally I, I kind of get up with the family, Harry and Sam, and I put my granddad's medals on Harry. My granddad fought in uh, Moratai, which is Indonesia, in World War II against the Japanese. And I put my granddad's medal on him and I put my own little medals on and we go up to a, a little memorial up in Kalorama. And I just spend time with my community up there and have a little gunfire breakfast and go home. So normally pretty quiet compared to the old days in the military, things would get pretty raucous pretty early, so much uh, better behaved now. And then final question, what am I going to miss most about this Anzac Day? Definitely my mates. I think it's always a good chance to get together and spend time with uh, the, the guys and girls that you serve with, so I'll miss that. Um, and when I think about kind of Anzac Day in general, it's we're celebrating what was a kind of military defeat and loss of life in World War One and all the wars since then. But I think more than anything, uh, thinking, like looking ahead and thinking about what we're going to do with that time that we have now is probably the best way to honour uh, the soldiers that, that died for us. So that's kind of what, how I uh, approach Anzac Day. So thanks again. Looking forward to the podcast. Hi, my name is Monica Georgieva. I spent 10 years in the Australian Army across a number of different corps in logistics um, before transferring to the infantry. Spent most of my time in Townsville. I think of one of our eyes, my parents' unit up there. I transitioned out of the uh, regular army this February 
and I'm currently working in crisis management for Metal Global. What was your most memorable Anzac Day? The most memorable Anzac Day for me would have to be my first year uh, posted to the Special Air Service Regiment, and in particular the dawn service. I'd been to many dawn services and they always follow the familiar format, but what made that one different uh, was, and it stuck in my mind, was that when the catapult party took up post, they were actually wearing their combat loadouts spanning from Vietnam through to Afghanistan, Iraq in current days. Live gunfire in short bursts could be heard coming from the range nearby and it just added to the atmosphere and made it very special. How do you usually spend your Anzac Day? Uh, most of the time I'd attend dawn service at my unit um, followed by uh, breakfast with mates and if there are no ceremonial commitments that we had that day we would have a few drinks later on. What will you miss most about this Anzac Day? Uh, this is my first Anzac Day not in full-time service as well as under the new COVID-19 restrictions and I think what I'll miss the most is the ability to catch up with mates, most of whom are military, and are spread all around the country at the moment. Hello, One Forgiving 60, Matty Cross here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Hey, I spent a little bit of time in the Army. I joined in the early 90s and I retired last year. And these days I work for the Department of Veteran Affairs, providing support to our current serving and the broader veteran community. So to answer the three questions that you two blokes have thrown at us, first being, what was my most memorable Anzac Day? On reflection, it was probably when I was in exchange with the United States Marine Corps where myself and a, another Australian officer shared Anzac Day with our USMC colleagues in San Diego. We started the day with a traditional gunfire breakfast and then we headed into the city and conducted a memorial service on the flight deck of the USS Midway. And then we headed into town and had a long lunch and plenty of ales. And what I loved about this experience was the way that the SEPOs embraced the Anzac traditions and what it represented. And it was just fantastic sharing these experiences or this day with uh, they, those great warriors. The second question is, how do I usually spend Anzac Day? Well, dawn service with my family and then I try to get together a bunch of old army mates and have a long lunch and, and to catch up. And the final question is, what will I miss most about this Anzac Day? It'll, without a doubt, it's going to be not catching up with these old army mates. They are lifelong friends uh, and we're all busy in life. And Anzac Day is generally the day where we can get together and just catch up. So I'll be really sad to miss this opportunity. Uh, to you two blokes, uh, Thanks for this podcast, it's fantastic and I really enjoy listening to it. Uh, but most importantly, a thank you for your service. Uh, both remarkable men. A crossy out. Old Soldiers Never Die by George Mansford. Recited by Robert Redenbach. 
Crowds gather to watch the annual military parade. Today's regiment, ready and waiting as the sun fades. Veterans from recent arenas of jungle, desert and snow. A shrill command. The long line snaps to attention, ready to go. Soon, the sinking glow blurs and dusk arrives. The band plays and a bugle cries. Soldiers salute and all stand fast. The national flag is lowered from the mast. Ghostly images slowly appear at long, long last. They are the warriors from all those yesterdays, back to visit their tribe and whisper fond g'days. As the battalion marches past with colours flying high, all these spirits watch with a sharp and approving eye, proud of the current guardians who protect the sacred thread. Thus these warriors from Valhalla are far from being dead. Then, as they merge with dusk and gone from the scene, a gentle breeze stirs and gathers where they've been. The colours flutter and stiffen in a salute of goodbye. Soon the parade ends as the columns march away. Darkness falls. All is quiet until night birds shriek and cry with tales of ghosts from yesterday and more such visits by and by. Ben, (laughs) in the interest of time, please give a brief synopsis of your military career. (laughs) We might make this a double episode to fit this (laughs) in, Tim. Um, Joined in 1994, went through Defence Force Academy, RMC, graduated to infantry, very much like you, Tim, 2nd Battalion, the Royal Australian Regiment, Um, saw operational service in Timor with uh, Recon Sniper Platoon, then across to to SAS and spent most of my um, uh, career from there in in the regiment, Um, operational service there uh, in Afghanistan, in Timor. A um, couple of uh, sort of shipboarding operations, and also just fortunate to bounce to. I, I did an exchange to the US and deployed to Iraq with them. I did an exchange. Or I did staff college in the UK. So fantastic um, exposure there. What was your most memorable ANZAC day? Mine was again on operational deployment and in my first trip to Afghanistan. So this was in two thousand and two. Um, and it was our very first patrol in Afghanistan. We'd gone out on a reconnaissance patrol, six-person group, um, and we'd been out, I reckon, about six days, and it had been a really tough six days. We'd underestimated the nature of the terrain, the amount of water we'd been consuming. Uh, We had a couple of soft compromises from goat herders, which meant we'd had to sort of run off mountaintops and up the side of other mountains in the middle of the day, which had chewed through a lot of our um, water. We were very thirsty. We were tired. We were were sort of, um, yeah, a a bit sort of um, uh, strung out physically. And on Anzac Day, we were we were in a little observation post, and I think we'd all forgotten it was kind of Anzac Day. I, for some reason, had the presence of mind to chuck a, um, a little hip flask of Australian rum in my pack, 
um, which I regretted for most of that six days because we were carrying some, we were something like sixty-four odd kilos, I think, was the average patrol weight. So, so every little ounce counted. But as the sun came up on Anzac Day in in two thousand and two, it, it sort of crested the the Hindu Kush. We were we stood to um, from a tactical perspective because uh, you know we we um, wanted the the all round security as we did every single morning in those little uh, patrol observation posts. But um, as I said, I think most most people had forgotten it was Anzac Day. It was just that timeless sort of patrol rhythm. And I, I pulled out this flask of rum and, and just handed it around. Um, you can argue about the tactics of drinking when you're standing on picket in Afghanistan. Um, but it was, to me, a real connecting moment that we were in the footsteps of a very proud military tradition and we were, were very much... Um, at, I guess, the pointy end of upholding that. And so I looked at these five other individuals who were quite like brothers to me at that stage. We, we shared a little um, swig of rum and just silently, it, it, not a word was spoken, but silently reflected on the, the Anzac precedent and what it meant to be, uh, I guess, the latest generation of that history. Mm, standing on the shoulders of those yeah, who without a doubt. went before. Mm. How do you usually spend Anzac Day? Um, like you, uh, the Campbell Barracks service is is a beautiful one and, and great to catch up with with old friends. I've started also going to our um, local RSL service mid-morning um, and that's a really good uh, sort of experience as well. It, it's very much more with the, the family and a lot of my um Exerting mates have, have settled in the same suburb, so we catch up there as well. And just a really good um, aspect of the, the community as well. Even people who haven't surfed, a lot of people turn up to, to pay respects, which is fantastic. What will you miss most about this Anzac Day? One of the things I've really increasingly enjoyed about Anzac Day is, uh, I guess, the universality of the 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 day it's clearly got a military sort of um, heritage and a, a military bias but I love seeing um, Australians of all uh, walks of life come out and commemorate it and to me it's becoming more and more about being Australian and you know paying respect to our service heritage but I think it's becoming um, you know we're seeing record crowds up to this point sort of every year. Um, and these aren't all people who have served and, and increasingly um, not that many people even have relatives who have served and yet it's still this touchstone for wider Australia to, to have something to be very proud of as, as part of what it means to be Australian, um, which I, I really love. I think it's a, a wonderful um, day to, to bring the country together regardless of the military aspect. So I'll miss seeing that. G'day to the hundreds of thousands of listeners out there following this podcast. My name is Cole Busby. I spent just under 31 years in the Army. 27 of those years was with the SASR in Perth. Uh, my final role within the Army was as RSM, Regimental Sergeant Major of SASR. And uh, I served very closely in those last couple of years with, with Ben Pronk, who was the commanding officer. I currently work for a company called Omni Executive 
and I live in a town about an hour out of Canberra called Braidwood. What was your most memorable Anzac Day? That's a really tough one. I've had so many great Anzac Days and, and some really touching ceremonies, including you know, ceremonies whilst deployed. Um, the last Anzac Day at the unit before I discharged was was you know fantastic. It was my last opportunity to to help run an Anzac Day, and I, I found that moment quite touching. I also was at a ceremony in Washington DC while I was on exchange with the US Army and that was a really touching ceremony as well. But Anzac Day has to an extent always amused me to a, to a degree. Um, watching current soldiers including, well soldiers from our era including you know people from our beloved regiment strutting around like peacocks with a chest full of medals and thinking that day is all about them and how the the public should pay homage. Now, I know that's probably unfair, but but it certainly at times appeared that way. And to me, that's that's certainly not the case. Anzac Day to me has always been a, a day of solemn reflection on sacrifices that people had made, whether they be you know the diggers of World War One, soldiers throughout military recent military history. Um, but the public as well, the Australian public and how they've dealt with tough times, sending you know, brothers, loved ones away, um, never to be seen again. So with that in mind, I, the most memorable Anzac Day for me was the year I got out and I wanted, a, a, I guess, a bit of a break from my 30 years of service and wanted to make a clean break. And I was camping with my family in a fairly remote area in western New South Wales and I hiked up to the hill at dawn on Anzac Day and reflected and it was the first time I'd really had that time to reflect deeply about what Anzac Day meant to me and I'll never forget that experience. How do we usually spend Anzac Day? I, I say we because my wife Kate is a former soldier as well. We go local. We come in for the dawn service of the morning at Braywood. It's a massive turnout. Just about the whole town is there due to, a, I don't know, a sense of obligation, that country community spirit, I guess. From there, about mid-morning, we head out to Majors Creek, another small town about 15 kilometres outside of Braywood, and there's a really nice little ceremony that, that happens out there. There's a bit of a march. Uh, we march for about 25, 30 metres, uh, coming to a little chapel, and there's the it, it's been a really good ceremony for me because the the keynote speakers have been cracking the last couple of years actually after that we head back into braidwood join the march up the hill through the town and uh, there's another service uh, up at the park from there we head over to the servicemen's club at braidwood the soldiers club and have a few beers and a feed uh, i've been tempted to rip into Canberra and catch up with former colleagues but uh, I'm quite happy with our little Braidwood routine. What will I miss most about this Anzac Day? Since leaving the unit I guess I do miss the social side of Anzac Day. Heading up to the Greatwood Club with mates, catching up with mates who I haven't seen for years uh, and enjoying a beer or three. 
sing a bit of Foxy Lady to a dodgy rock band. I've got some really, really fond memories of Anzac days gone, gone by. I'll miss the dawn service, um, but other than that, I won't miss too much. I'll still take the time to reflect and think about why Anzac Day is so important to me. It sounds corny, but I'll make sure that I don't feel as though I'm, I'm missing out on too much this year. Hello, I'm Peter Tinley. I'm the Minister for Veterans Issues in the State Government of Western Australia under Mark McGowan. Um, I'm also a veteran. I served for 25 years in the Australian Army, joining the age of, uh, I think, 17 it was, back in 1980, uh, and enjoyed every single day, uh, even the tough ones. Uh, spent majority of my time in the SAS and served from uh, a digger uh, as a young man right through to an older lieutenant after I graduated from Duntroon in 89, no, 1990. Um, really, really enjoyed my time in the infantry generally, but also SAS specifically Special Forces and, and enjoyed my service, uh, as difficult as it was from time to time, places like Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, it also is a great pleasure to be serving again in a different sort of uniform, I suppose, as a member of the Parliament of Western Australia, which is indeed a deep privilege and certainly not the culmination of a lifelong professional ambition, but uh, one I'm going to grab with both hands, or, and have grabbed with both hands, and privileged also to be a minister in a government, which is uh, an immense privilege as well. Uh, and funnily enough, my time in service, uh, everything before this has been preparation for this, and I've really brought a lot of those old lessons from the Army to my current life. But we're here to talk about Anzac Day, uh, and Anzac Day is a very special part of the civil calendar. I remember in 1979, marching down St George's Terrace as an army reservist, uh, where you could uh, let a cannon off on the footpath and you wouldn't hit anybody. Now they're 10 deep and thousands and thousands of people uh, flock to uh, war, war memorials right across the country and right across the globe, wherever they are. Uh, I've had many memorable uh, Anzac days. Uh, the simplest ones seem to be the most poignant. Um, but also then the grand ones. I was privileged as a staff cadet at Duntroon to be going to the 75th anniversary of the landing at Gallipoli and we took uh, some of those surviving veterans there and that was a deeply moving experience carrying, uh, uh, escorting our veteran, the allocated veteran to us around uh, the, the uh, Antic Cove and, and the, all of the battle areas of, of the, uh, that Gallipoli landing. Um, and those memories will stay with me forever. But also the simple ones, are sitting in the salt pans of Kalgoorlie, uh, pitching a flag on an aerial, uh, and all gathering around just 30 of us dirty, uh, bedraggled sort of fellas, uh, having been exercised for weeks at a time out there just to stand under the flag and run our own little humble ceremony. We did a similar thing in Kandahar too in uh, 2001, uh, I'm sorry, in 2002, and, uh, and that too was extremely moving, even though the, the locals were quite bemused at what we were doing. Um, so there's some very, very memorable ones there, so it's very difficult to pick one. But I usually spend Anzac Day these days by uh, fulfilling my duties as the Minister for Veterans Issues here in Western Australia. So I have responsibilities to, to do a few things than I ordinarily would as a private citizen. Uh, certainly attend a dawn service, typically in Fremantle, or even if I'm lucky in my own um, Coburn RSL, City of Coburn RSL, 
or from time to time my old alumni down at SAS. So uh, no two Anzac days are the same. Of course, I do the the um, the commemoration, the main service. Uh, again, typically in uh, in Fremantle, which is my hometown. Um, but I also then enjoy the afternoon spending it uh, with mates as the stories get bigger and bigger and grander and grander. Um, some of the people listening to this podcast could appreciate that, both from what I might tell and what I listen to from them. Um, what I'll miss this year about Anzac Day is how the community comes together. Uh, and I really do take great heart. I've done Anzac Days in Kalgoorlie, um, up in Broome and up in the Kimberleys. Uh, I've done one in Hanoi in Vietnam during a trip there that I happened to find myself there. Uh, what I really do appreciate is the fact that Australians come together and identify together. And the fact that we do include uh, First Nation Australians in that, and it brings us together and makes us stronger, not weaker. And I think it's a very important part of our uh, civic calendar that we take the time to reflect on how we got here, but more importantly, what are we going to do with the privilege of being here into the future for not just ourselves, but our children and our children's children. Hope you have a great Anzac Day. Find a way to commemorate it. Coronavirus won't hold us down. We are together apart and we will all walk together. Cheers. G'day, my name is Andrew Hasty. I'm a Member of Parliament for the West Australian seat of Canning, which is about an hour south of Perth, uh, 6,304 square kilometres to be precise. And um, I'm a veteran. I'm a, a proud veteran. I loved my time in the Australian Defence Force. I was an Army officer. I did 13 years total, four years in training institutions, ADFA and Duntroon. Then I did three years at the 2nd Cavalry Regiment up in Darwin, and then I did almost six years at the Special Air Service Regiment um, as a water troop commander. And um, I've now transitioned into politics, and I've been sitting in the Australian Parliament now for approximately uh, almost five years, almost five years coming up this September. So what's my most memorable Anzac Day? Um, there's two, in fact. One I can't actually pin to a specific year, but it was early 90s. I was in Sydney um, watching my grandfather and his air crew, his Catalina air crew from World War II march, and I have this distinct memory of them sitting down to a table afterwards and having a beer, and I remember that uh, there was just this distinct feeling of, of mateship and kinship, and uh, it really left an impression on me, and I wanted in on that. Um, they were a band of brothers. My second most memorable Anzac Day was on uh, April 25th, 2018, and it was the first time that I marched with my little boy Jonathan. He was just under three years old and very keen to march, and so uh, we marched down here in Mandra um, to the memorial over the bridge here, and it was very special. He tripped up a few times, uh, but just seeing the concentration in his face and uh, his desire to be part of it, it was just a great father-son moment. And um, that's why it's special to me. So how do I usually spend Anzac Day? Well, as a member of parliament, my Anzac Day is shaped by my official duties. We have a, a big electorate here, a lot of local governments and so what I normally do is uh, try and get to as many functions as I can 
Anzac Day for us here starts on Anzac Eve. I go to a little town called Kulup and uh, we we meet around their memorial there. And then the following morning, I head up to Byford um, in the north of my electorate for the dawn service. I then travel back down through the historic town of Pinjarra where I go to the RSL and catch up with veterans there. And then the day culminates with the Mandra March and then the 11 a.m. service. And so I participate in, in all those services and then I end up at the Mandra RSL after that. Uh, so they're long days. And I must say that as a vet, uh, I'm always thinking of the blokes I've served with. And uh, one day I look forward to having an Anzac Day where I can celebrate it as a, as a private citizen and just spend some time with some of the fellows I served overseas with. Uh, what will I miss most about this Anzac Day? I think I'll miss the rituals of Anzac Day the most. Uh, the rituals help to remind us of those who have fallen and those who've served our country. And one of the things I've enjoyed over the last few years is passing those rituals on to my son and now my, my daughter, who's almost three herself. And this year, I won't be able to march with Jonathan and uh, they won't be able to experience another service. So I'll have to teach them that at home I'm thinking I'll probably be joining the neighbours for a driveway service and um, I'm looking forward to that. But that's certainly the stuff I'll miss the most, the, the rituals. G'day, Luke Gosling here from Darwin. Uh, good to be with the podcast and um, I joined the Army in... 1990, uh, spent three years at the Australian Defence Force Academy, uh, graduated to Duntroon, uh, where we did some good training and went to the 3rd Battalion as a uh, platoon commander and intelligence officer, went as a an instructor to Depot Company in Singleton after that and then to the Army Adventurous Training Centre, which was two great years. After that, went across to uh, Perth to the 13th Brigade as an operations officer and also did an intensive uh, language course. Uh, I had done commando selection uh, whilst at Singleton and was posted to the 1st Commando Regiment. Uh, And then later on as a reservist, uh, did full-time service with Norforce up here in the Territory and also served over in uh, East Timor. Uh, these days I am the Federal Member of Parliament representing the people of Darwin and Palmerston. What was my most memorable Anzac Day? Uh, I'm going to cheat here a bit and have two, uh, although there are many. Uh, but the first one was in 1991 when I was uh, at the Australian Defence Force Academy in Canberra. Uh, My dad, John, who served with 6RER, second tour in Vietnam, uh, brought up our pop, his father, uh, who served with the 2nd 6th Battalion uh, in the 2nd AIF in the Second World War. Um, So we were able to march at the service at the Australian War Memorial, uh, three generations so that was a very proud moment to be um, marching with my pop, who's no longer uh, with us. Uh, but as I said, I'm cheating. So the other, 
If I can have one more, uh, was the Anzac Day 2008 in uh, East Timor, uh, where I met my wife playing two-up uh, on Anzac Day in East Timor. How do you usually spend Anzac Day? Well, here in Darwin, we have a dawn service at the Darwin Cenotaph, um, which is always a magic affair as um, light comes up over the Darwin Harbour. Uh, and then uh, marching in Darwin, but also get out to Palmerston, which is also part of my electorate. And um, we go then to a pub for a couple of beers after the Palmerston uh, march and service. And then back via Darwin North RSL for a bit of two up. What will you miss the most about this Anzac Day? Uh, I'll be starting the day with a dawn service uh, on, with my family in our driveway. Uh, I've got an eight minute order of service that includes that beautiful hymn, uh, O God of Help, O God Help of Ages Past, and then uh, the ode, uh, the minute silence, Ravelli. Uh, and the national anthems of New Zealand and Australia. So we'll be having a, a short service in our driveway um, with our neighbours. Um, then I'm going out to Palmerston where we'll have a, uh, a small uh, ceremony uh, with the appropriate number of people, of course, um, and we'll do that as a, a Facebook Live with the Palmerston Raiders uh, Rugby League Club. Um, whose president is a veteran. What I'll miss the most about Anzac Day is you know, not being able to catch up with so many veterans. It will all have to be uh, online. Um, that is what it is, but I'll miss it very much. Um, I'll have my brother with me uh, for the dawn service in my driveway. Uh, so that'll be good and that'll be special, but I'll also be ringing uh, mates all around our great country to see how they're going. G'day, Vince Connolly here. Thanks heaps to Ben and to Tim for the invitation to join in this Anzac Day special of the Unforgiving 60. And well done to you boys as well for, for keeping up this fantastic work and, and for everything else that you guys do. So I've just been asked to share a bit about my background uh, and what I'm doing now. So I uh, joined the military straight out of school. I went to the Defence Force Academy and then served as an infantry officer uh, both on operations in East Timor and Solomon Islands uh, and with a, a, a few different units and then served as a, as a reservist for about uh, a further 10 years. And then as of about 11 months ago, uh, I was successful in, in achieving election as a federal parliamentarian. So I am now the federal member for Stirling, an electorate in Western Australia. What was your most memorable, memorable Anzac Day? So for me, my most memorable Anzac Day was my very first one in uniform. Uh, left school at 17, headed straight down to Canberra 
in April uh, for the first Anzac Day that I that I had down there. I still remember standing there in the pre-dawn darkness, uh, listening to the bugle and feeling very cold, uh, even in my uh, uh, polyester uniform, but, but also feeling a very real sense of being something a lot bigger than myself. It was a, a moment really to reflect on the new career that I'd, I'd embarked upon, but to think about the over 100,000 men, women, uh, who, who have served in our Defence Forces and have paid the ultimate sacrifice over the generations. Second question, how do you usually spend Anzac Day? So for me and for my wife and children, we get along to our local RSL service. And getting along there is, is awesome because as well as the solemnity of the occasion, we also directly know the other people who are there uh, and, and, and their stories. So it's, it's a, real, a really strong community spirit there. The third question is, what will you miss most about this Anzac Day? Well, for me, having been elected to Parliament uh, just 11 months ago, this was going to be the first occasion that I was to have uh, to be the Australian Government representative at Anzac Day services uh, a few of a few of them across my electorate of, of Stirling in Western Australia, and uh, look, I was I was looking forward to that, uh, to the to the sense of pride that, that I would have in in being present and, and representing Australia in a different way at these services, um, and of course a very small sacrifice compared to uh, to those that have gone before us, but I do look forward to still celebrating Anzac Day or commemorating, I should say, with my family. Uh, as with many others, we will still take the opportunity to get out a bit early, uh, to get out there uh, on our driveway as part of a community, keeping socially distanced, of course, and, uh, and play the last post and reflect on those that have gone before us and the importance and the ongoing relevance of Anzac Day to all Australians. Hi, Tim and Ben. It's Phil Hay Sinclair. So I enlisted in the Australian Army straight out of school in 1995, and I served until 2001. It was one of the most memorable parts of my life, and it has taught me a huge amount about how to lead and how to follow. My most memorable Anzac Day was the first Anzac Day dawn service I attended when I was in the eighth grade as a new Army cadet. I'd never felt more solidarity and more spirit in my life and it absolutely captivated me and it inspired me to learn as much as I could about the Anzac spirit. Today, many years on, I'm the CEO and co-founder of DropBio. This is the fourth company that I've had the pleasure to build. How do I usually spend Anzac Day? Well, my best mate and I usually go to the dawn service at Martin Place here in Sydney, where we remember those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice, those who are still serving and the friends that we've lost along the way. And we usually toast them by raising a glass and saying to old friends. What will you miss about this Anzac Day? I think I'm going to miss seeing everyone that comes out to celebrate Anzac Day. But I know that we'll all be celebrating it in our own unique, socially distant way this year. And I'm looking forward to getting back to the normal Anzac Day celebrations in 2021. is Viv Bleicher and I'm here to share some of my thoughts on our Anzac Day traditions. 
I've been asked to start with a little bit of my background. Currently, I am the CEO at Legacy Western Australia. Being in a position to help means that Legacy is a really rewarding organisation to work for, and I'm incredibly proud to be a part of it. But I suppose in terms of uh, context, what led me to this role has most certainly been the time um, that I served in the Australian Army. I have been in the Army for almost 30 years now and serving in a range of units as a logistician. Um, of course, like most military uh, people, a highlight of my career has been to deploy on operations. East Timor and uh, I, I've been to Kuwait and Jordan with the Special Forces Task Group. Um, so the next question is, what was my most memorable ANZAC day? The, the experience that really stands out for me uh, is when I was fortunate enough to travel to Turkey on an army expedition led by Jack Thurger. Jack is a former SAS officer and commando, and he was leading a group of really impressionable young Australian Defence Force Academy cadets, um, guiding us across the country as we traced the footsteps of those who had gone before us. But one particular moment in that trip was when Early one morning before dawn, Jack had arranged for the group to um, jump in kayaks and paddle off the coast of Gallipoli. We glided along and came across or hit Anzac Cove, um, but as you can imagine, this experience was incredibly eerie and heart-stirring. We were basically um, re-enacting uh, what, what the diggers um, had, had done before us, is the Anzacs. Um, and together we breached the sand and trudged toward the cliffs. We sat on the beach for uh, a long period of time and we, we really reflected and considered on what it would have been like for those diggers. And it really brought it home to me at that point, the realisation of how traumatic and, and dire their situation must have been. Uh, so how do I usually spend Anzac Day? Well, I never miss a dawn service. I do prefer the smaller gatherings and will often try and wake the kids so they come along as well. Um, I, I really enjoy, or I have done over the last couple of years, I've enjoyed the street parades run by Coburn RSL. They tend to put on a, a really stellar, stellar commemoration. But if I can't make the parade, my husband and I will try and meet up with some friends, catch up and share some, share some memories with each other. Uh, what will I miss about this Anzac Day? Well, I thought long and hard about this, and to be perfectly honest, I don't actually think we will be missing anything in particular. The essence of Anzac Day is to remember the fallen. The RSL is doing a sterling job to encourage the public to get behind the Anzacs by participating in the driveway dawn service, and this initiative is supported by the ABC Radio, broadcasting the Ode and the Last Post, which is fantastic. And as is the case every year, Legacy WA actively supports the RSL events and this year is no different. Um, but this year what we will be doing is complementing the official Anzac Day services by hosting a virtual commemoration. That concludes my little piece and um, thank you all very much for listening. G'day, Unforgiving 60. Um, and thanks for having me on your Anzac Day special uh, podcast. This is Cameron Smith. Um, I was lucky enough, I guess, and clearly the highlight of my career was to serve with both Ben 
and Tim uh, from the Unforgiving 60 during my military career. Uh, I came in the mid-90s through the academy and Duntroon and then served uh, my time in the military with what was then 4RAR Commando and is now 2 Commando Regiment. Um, I was lucky enough to get an exchange across to the US where I was able to work with the US 75th Ranger Regiment and also some other elements in JSOC, um, both in the US and then on operations in Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, prior to that, I'd also deployed to East Timor um, in 2001. So the first question here is, um, what's my most memorable Anzac Day? Very much for me, it was 2002. I, I just returned from East Timor. At the time, I just completed my courses for counterterrorism. I went back to Brisbane, where I was from, um, caught up with my father. We went up to Caboolture, where my grandfather at the time was living, um, and went in the parade together. So my father had served in Vietnam, and my grandfather served in World War Two, both in Tobruk in North Africa and also across in the Pacific in Papua New Guinea. Um, very, very special for me. We sort of sat in a jeep up the front of the parade, um, and it was just great to have an opportunity, I guess, to share that experience with them um, and spend that time. Then we lost Grandad soon after. Uh, it was the only Anzac Day um, after I'd returned from operations that I got to spend with, with my grandfather, so it was pretty special. Uh, the second question, how do I usually spend Anzac Day? Luckily, these days with the technology, I can spend a lot of the day on my phone talking to my mates um, that I'd serve with uh, over my time while I was in the military. And if I am, or wherever I am, I try to catch up with some mates that I've served with. And we generally really raise a glass to those that we've served with and, and those that um, never made it home. Uh, what I miss most about this Anzac Day is definitely the dawn service. I really appreciate the um, getting up early in the morning and you know, putting on the medals and going down to a service and really just seeing the, the level of support and respect that's shown by the Australian public and the Australian community on Anzac morning from the older guys um, right through to the, you know, the young kids who've been dragged out of bed and, and sit there quietly listening. Um, this year, you know, things are different, but uh, with all of us moving up to the end of our driveway and uh, showing a, a respects of a minute silence, I, I guess, you know, I'm still looking forward to um, seeing how that works out. Uh, for the Unforgiving 60, um, I appreciate you having me on and, and I hope everyone has a good day on Anzac Day. Cheers. Hi, my name is Bruce McLennan. Uh, I joined the Army in 1978. Spent six years in the 6th Battalion Royal Australian Regiment and did selection for SASR in 1984 and spent the next 22 years uh, at SASR with a short sojourn to the parachute training school for 20 months. Uh, I'm not really doing anything at the moment. I've just finished three years working in Iraq uh, and I've come home having a little bit of a break now that the coronavirus is here. I'm probably going to have a longer break than I thought. Let's get on with it. What was my most memorable Anzac Day? That's an easy one. 1991, I was asked to go with uh, the counter-terrorist wing and the operational support squadron at SASR on my first overseas trip to Thailand as an instructor uh, in CQB. The trip was with uh, Andy Brudnell, Steve Smith, Neil Page, Dallas Wilson, Dave Turner, the interpreter, and the stories about uh, our meeting with the great Sir Weary Dunlop. And a great day and a great education for young Bruce. So the counter-terrorist team were staying at a garrison town called Lopburi uh, in Thailand where we were training 
various organisations within the Thai military uh, in counterterrorism techniques. We were conducting two one-month courses, uh, and during that time, uh, Anzac Day was coming up, and we were asked by the Australian Embassy to attend a dawn service at Hellfire Pass at Gatchenup Brewery. This is also the location for the famous bridge on the River Kwai. So we set out for Gatchenup Brewery very early in the morning, about two, uh, 0200, and commenced driving in a single-range driver. Uh, I don't know if you remember them, but uh, they only have two bench seats and a very small section right at the back uh, for, for gear. Russ Smith uh, was driving, Dallas and I were sitting in the front with Russ. At about 3.30 in the morning, we were driving a long section of very dark road. Um, we saw a vehicle stopped in the distance uh, with a, a very tall Anglo-Saxon male standing outside the vehicle. As we got closer, Russ said he thought the fellow looked like Weary Dunlop. Well, Bruce being the goose he is, said, who the fuck is Weary Dunlop? I copped a severe tongue lashing and uh, was called a few other names and told uh, my education was severely lacking. We stopped and sure enough, it was a Weary Dunlop. The Australian Embassy had asked him to come over to celebrate uh, Anzac Day and attend the Hellfire Pass ceremony, but neglected to pick him up at the airport, told him to catch a taxi. I got relegated to the uh, boot section of the Range Rover and so weary. I uh, got to sit in the front seat with Russ and Dallas. During the drive to uh, Gatsunup Brewery, I was given a, a fairly roustabout way, a quick education on uh, Sawiri Dunlop and uh, why he was as famous as he, as he was. At about uh, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, we actually got to uh, the bridge on the River Kwai where the Australian Embassy staff grabbed Sawiri as if we'd just kidnapped him and took him away in preparation for heading up to the pass for the Anzac Day Dawn service. The service was conducted and then we moved back down to the uh, Gadsden Brewery War Cemetery uh, where there's about 6,000 reasonably uh, mostly young Australian uh, servicemen who died in uh, captivity uh, being prisoners of war with the Japanese and we got to spend the entire day with Sawiri Dunlop. He was happy to talk with us. We were the only soldiers there. The rest of them were diplomats and uh, various other people. And he wanted to be with the uh, soldiers. So we had a magnificent day with Sawiri Dunlop. So that was my most memorable uh, day. How do I normally spend an Anzac day? Uh, more staying in the Midland area. So I live in uh, Woodbridge near Midland. And they have a, a peace ceremony on Anzac Day rather than celebrating uh, the Anzacs. They celebrate peace and those who've given their lives in the, for the peace. So that's traditionally how I do it. And uh, then I'll come home and uh, my family and I will get together and we'll have a meal and a few drinks. But typically fairly quiet. What will I miss about this Anzac Day is uh, that's not going to occur. And uh, we'll watch it on television, uh, the dawn service. And we'll just sit at home and quietly reflect and... Probably talk to a couple of mates of mine, Pato and uh, Steve and Youngy, and say good day to them. Anyway, that's my story. Have a great Anzac Day, everyone. See you later. Bye-bye. So, Tim, we've heard a bit from some of our mates, some of the, the people who have recorded uh, their reflections on Anzac Day. How about yourself? Short introduction on yourself and your military, and I'm I mean short. 
<laughs> introduction of yourself. Tim Curtis, 16 years in uniform, the majority of the time in the SAS Regiment. Um, prior to that, oh, Infantry Corps. And uh, served in Headquarters Special Operations and saw operational service in the South Pacific, in Sierra Leone, and also on counterterrorism special recovery duties. What is your most memorable Anzac Day, Tim? I always go a little further. I've got two. My first one was in uniform and actually was in Sierra Leone. We found a little Commonwealth war grave cemetery. Those things are immaculately kept and this one is absolutely no different. There was myself, one other Australian and two Kiwis who we'd become good friends with and we arranged a dawn service at the cemetery, complete with Australian rum which actually had been shipped out to us. Um, and the one thing that I really, really hit home on me was walking through the, the headstones. There were Australians there who didn't die in battle. They died of influenza on their way to or from a battlefield, which I'd never previously thought about. And the other thing that was fantastic about the morning was the internationals who were in uniform, but also many who weren't. They were working for aid and development organisations and also Sierra Leone Army people that, that came along to be part of our one of our national days. And the second uh, memorable Anzac Day, I think, is always the last one that you had. So last year for me. Um, and just going through the routine, and I love the stillness of the morning at Campbell Barracks. It's always generally quite cold. I like to think that Anzac Day is the day we transition to winter and just sitting there with a little bit of a chill in the air and just the stillness before the service. Very cool. And how do you usually spend Anzac Day? You've probably just alluded a bit to it. Yes, uh, pretty much always go to Campbell Barracks for the dawn service. Before that, though, one of the special moments is my father comes to the house We'll have a cup of coffee. He generally gives his grandfather's medals to my boy. And then we head into the unit together um, and do the service. And I, I always enjoy once the the dawn has broke and the service has ended, mingling with those people who we know from days gone by who are still in uniform and many who are there and have concluded their service and everyone is a year older and kids are a year older. And I love that little bit of connection. And then typically um, my father and I will do some breakfast and raise a glass to absent friends. Nice. And so apart from that, what, what are you going to miss most about Anzac Day this year? That's it. And just not being able to be part of that. Um, critically for me, not having... not having dad there <laughs> and knowing it's profoundly affected him mm. he's very emotional about not being able to share Anzac Day in the way that we have yeah well hopefully you can tune into this and you can you can raise a virtual glass with him mate my name's Daniel Jackson and thanks, Tim and Ben, for inviting me to be part of such a poignant podcast episode as we remember those Australians that have given the ultimate sacrifice for the life. All Australians have the privilege to live today. My service in the Royal Australian Navy uh, began 
1996. I uh, did 14 and a half years up to 2010. Uh, it all started out at HMAS Cerberus in Western Port Bay, Victoria, uh, where I completed an electronics trade specialising in sensors and detection systems. After seven years as an electronic technician, including active service during the coalition invasion of Iraq in 2003, I went in a bit of a different direction and uh, qualified as a Navy clearance diver and subsequently served within the Special Operations Commando Regiment and uh, that included active service uh, within domestic counter-terrorism roles as part of the ADF's tactical assault group. Uh, towards the back end of my career as a clearance diver, I did uh, two back-to-back -back rotations of the Afghanistan campaign, predominantly operating in eastern and northern coastal regions of Africa. On discharge from the Navy, I completed an MBA, uh, teamed up with a ex-SAS guy who's been on the podcast, uh, Nick Caldwell, and a couple other legends, Scott Brown and Peter Langworthy. Uh, starting small, we grew a couple of companies focused on operational risk management and mineral exploration consulting and project management. Uh, for the last three years, I've been working in a senior management role with one of the largest Caterpillar dealerships, um, globally providing security, and safety and risk management advice and support. What was my most memorable Anzac Day? Uh, there's two that come to mind. My first uh, in uniform, uh, we were f uh, required to attend the Watsonia RSL. So at 19 years of age, uh, my first experience of the old boys loading up young fellas with rum and pots of beer at 5am before the dawn service and enjoying a gunfire breakfast uh, was what I remember. Um, the problem was that we had to march and form up out the front of the RSL for the local community and uh, you know, conduct a service around 10 a.m. Now, we were, the, we were only recently out of recruit school and in the old uh, flared bell-bottom pants with the seven creases through the front of the legs. My mate Jurgo, uh, a young stoker, um, thought that you know, the f formalities of, of this would be over pretty quick. This was a bit of a rookie error. I can uh, clearly remember we were formed up out the front of the RSL and Jurgo, who was next to me, uh, was murmuring under his breath, I'm busting for the heads. It was after about the 20th wreath lay um, that I could see Jurgo out the corner of my eye starting to shake and saying, I have to go to the heads. Uh, the officer in charge who was out the front was grumbling, keep still, keep quiet. Now we were, you know, as I said, we were fresh out of recruit school and formed up facing the community of a few hundred locals and not meant to be moving a muscle. Jurgo all of a sudden stopped shaking and uh, for a moment I thought, thank God he's been able to control it. Uh, it wasn't until the young boy standing in front of us in the crowd was pointing to us and, and yells, Dad, why is there a puddle of water coming from the man towards us? Lesson learnt, don't accept drinks off old veterans, off old veterans uh, when, when you still have a job to do. The second was certainly, the second Anzac Day, which was certainly uh, the most moving, was on the flight deck of HMAS Darwin in 2003 during uh, the invasion of Iraq. Um, we were up, up in the Gulf, um, the Arabian Gulf, and uh, um, after weeks of missile strikes, I can recall 
on the early in the on the morning of Anzac Day, uh, standing in the in the darkness, listening to the last post, and and just really missing the the safety of home soil. How do I usually spend Anzac Day? So dawn service, uh, usually up at the Fremantle Monument, on the hill overlooking the Indian Ocean, uh, beautiful sight, and very moving. Uh, um, ceremony. Uh, then head up into the city and, and march with the Clearance Divers Association, catch up with all the olds and bolds at the Navy Club um, after that, for the, usually for the remainder of the day, and tell you know plenty of stories about why uh, my clearance diver course was the hardest, and uh, have a good laugh with you know mates that I haven't seen for a little while. So question three, what will I miss most about this Anzac Day? I'd have to say uh, marching with my CD brothers in Perth and, and seeing all the families that line the streets and the CBD in appreciation for our veterans. Uh, I especially enjoy looking out in the crowd and trying to find my wife and kids. You know, make, it's, it's really quite a proud moment and uh, you know, it's something that I, I cherish and look forward to every year. My name is Ian Young. I served from 1977 to 1999, mainly in Special Forces. I'm now semi-retired in Lancelin, Western Australia, but pretend to be a professional sculptor and photographer. What was your most memorable Anzac Day? Uh, well, that would probably be uh, whilst on operations in Mogadishu, Somalia in 1993. How do you usually spend Anzac Day? I normally alternate each year between dawn services in Lancelin and Campbell Barracks, Swanbourne, then spend the rest of the day catching up with good mates. What will you miss most about this Anzac Day? Well, this year actually was a bit different. I was going to be spending a week down at Margaret River with my partner and some very close friends, but obviously COVID-19 has killed that. Um, but obviously I'll miss catching up with old mates I served with and especially those I often only see this special day of remembrance. G'day, Lachlan Berg, uh, 45 years of age. Uh, joined the Army at 17 in 1993, graduating from uh, Australian Defence Force Academy and Royal Military College Duntroon uh, to uh, Royal Regiment Australian Artillery. Uh, spent 10 years in the regiment, including uh, operational tours with 6th Battalion uh, to East Timor uh, and later to the Australian Defence Forces Headquarters or Joint Forces Headquarters in Baghdad in Iraq. Uh, left the Army uh, approximately 30, 31 years of age uh, when I got married and started to start a family. Uh, since that time, I've spent time in the defence sector, management consulting, and I now run um, the compulsory third-party insurance uh, business for uh, an insurer in Queensland, um, which is uh, interesting and diverse and, and um, n nothing like my days in the army, but encompasses everything I learned from it. What was your most memorable Anzac Day? My most memorable Anzac Day uh, was probably uh, Anzac Day spent uh, in Balabo, East Timor uh, in 2000 with 6th Battalion uh, at a uh, constructed Anzac Day memorial behind the fort uh, at Balabo. Um, and 
a really poignant and appropriate setting um, uh, given some of the challenges uh, we had faced in East Timor. How do you usually spend Anzac Day? I usually spend Anzac Day at the dawn service uh, for the Stevens sub-branch in Yoronga in Brisbane um, at their uh, war memorial. Um, it's a local service, uh, well attended, includes a march with my daughters who participate in supporting the older veterans um, and I really enjoy their participation and, and, and attendance at that. Uh, we then generally watch the Brisbane March on the ABC uh, and love the commentary for it. Uh, and then more often than not, I'll meet up with uh, just one or two mates for a, uh, a quick beer in the afternoon um, just to see how things are going and making the best of the opportunity. But otherwise, a quite quiet day. What will you miss most about Anzac Day? Uh, this Anzac Day, I'll miss most about attending Anzac Day with my father, who's a Vietnam veteran, um, and obviously we can't be near each other now. Um, I'll miss uh, the attendance at the local dawn service with um, such a great community around us in the Stephen sub-branch. Uh, and uh, I'll miss the familiarity and the joy um, and the little special surprises you see watching uh, the local march on television uh, with the ABC commentary. Uh, the friends and colleagues you see um, uh, in the march and uh, some of the uh, bizarre and interesting bits of tidbits from, from a wonderful set of uh, commentators making a contribution to Anzac Day. I hope everyone has a, a good Anzac Day um, in these tough times and uh, we really think about what matters. Bye. G'day, my name is Sarah Watson. I served for 18 years in the Australian Army as an intelligence officer. I am currently working as a peer support worker in Open Arms Veterans and Families Counselling Service. And in my other spare time, I like to train for triathlons or more specifically Ironman. And I'm currently still training, if it goes ahead, for the Ironman 70.3 World Championships at the end of this year. What was your most memorable Anzac Day? That would have to be Anzac Day 2007 when I was in southern Iraq deployed with the Overwatch Battle Group. I specifically remember that Anzac Day as two days before um, on the 23rd and 24th our guys were involved with in an extended ambush and firefight so that actual service where we had time to reflect on what had happened and really relate it to the Anzac spirit was pretty moving and an emotional time. How do you usually spend Anzac Day? I can't say I have had a usual way or place where I've spent Anzac Day as I've lived in five different locations over the past seven years or so. So I've always tried to attend a local dawn service um, if I could. And yeah, in the past, before kids, I would have uh, probably caught up with a couple of mates, um, gone to a pub and played two up. Great game that. Um, but lately yeah, I've been more providing care for my young children. Um, and watching the march on TV, really, for the rest of the day. What will you miss most about the Anzac Day this year? 
Uh, I will miss mostly the spirit which flows throughout the community on Anzac Day where everyone stops and remembers the sacrifices that our forefathers and mothers made in the great wars and conflicts since. I will miss seeing the televised marches around Australia and our older veterans being honoured by their communities. And I will miss also catching up with my closest mates that I have served with and share very special memories from early days of my military life. Lest we forget. Well, firstly, I'd like to thank Tim and Ben for having me on the Unforgiving 60. My name is Simon Hawken and I joined the Australian Army in January 1987. I served as an infantry soldier until October in 2007. My operational service includes Rwanda 1994-95 and the International Force East Timor 1999-2000. I also did have the pleasure of serving with both Tim and Ben uh, during my career, so I do apologise for those who had to put up with these two after. I currently work as a facility maintenance manager in North Queensland and still get to work on sites uh, throughout the region. I live in Townsville with my wife of 24 years. Uh, we have two adult children and three dogs. Okay, into the questions. What was my most memorable Anzac Day? In 2010, I spent Anzac Day dawn service in Vietnam and we were at the Long Tan Cross. I got to spend this time with my family and my father-in-law, who is a Vietnam veteran. At this stage, the cross was still in the rubber plantation, and the dawn service was extremely moving, um, watching the sun rise over the cross and the Australian flag uh, was quite eerie. We then got to spend some time walking the actual battlefield, and then we spent some time uh, back at the Australian Task Force site at Nui Dat and had a, a really good day. How do I usually spend uh, Anzac Day? I normally attend the dawn service on the two-hour program at Labrat Barracks. After that service, I normally head down to the Soldiers Club for a few cold ales with the new generation, have a bit of a chat with those guys, pass on some uh, words of wisdom, if you would call it that. And then we generally head off into town for the Anzac Day march along the Strand. Afterwards, uh, it depends, but I'll either end up at the RSL Club or at the Australian Hotel with mates having a few beers um, for the rest of the day normally. What will I miss most about Anzac Day this year? I'll definitely miss spending time with old mates, uh, reminiscing, telling stories, not always the truth, but uh, enjoyable anyway. I'll also miss the feeling you get when you march along the Strand with the crowd cheering. Uh, it's, it's hard to explain, but it um, fills you full of pride. This year in particular, uh, I'm going to miss because my daughter is now uh, old enough to attend pubs and clubs. And she's been talking to me since last Anzac Day about how excited she is to actually get to spend the day with me and uh, come to the RSL and the Aussie. So I will miss that. I'd also like to wish all uh, other veterans and Australian service personnel 
uh, a great Anzac Day and uh, thank you very much for your service and for all those serving now also thank you for your service Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to this special Anzac Day episode of the Unforgiving 60 podcast. We hope it's been a good time for reflection. As we leave this episode, we've asked Cole Busby um, to recite the Ode and the Special Air Service Regiment Roll of Honour. Um, this recital of the Ode is something that, that often happens during unit Anzac Day commemorations, and it's often done by the Regimental Sergeant Major, the, the senior soldier within the unit Um now, I, I had the absolute privilege of working with Cole when he was the RSM of the Special Air Service Regiment, and I can quite honestly say that he's, he's one of the finest soldiers I've ever had the privilege of working with, and certainly one of the finest RSMs I think this Army's seen. So it, it's it's we're really proud that, that he accepted our offer to recite the ode for this episode, to read the role of honour um, of the, the Special Air Service Regiment as a way of concluding this very special Anzac Day episode of the Unforgiving 60. They went with songs to the battle. They were young, straight of limb, true of eye, steady and aglow. They were staunch to the end against odds uncounted. They fell with their faces to the foe. They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. Australian Special Air Service Regiment, Roll of Honour. Private Anthony Smith. Lance Corporal Paul Dennehy. Lieutenant Kenneth Hudson. Private Robert Moncrief. Private Russell Copeman. Private Geoffrey O'Shea. Sergeant George Baines. Private Trevor Irwin, Corporal Ronald Harris, Lieutenant Charles Isler, Sergeant John Grafton, Private David Fisher, Second Lieutenant Brian Jones, Sergeant Harry Green, Corporal Douglas Abbott, Corporal Lawrence Meehan, Lance Corporal Peter Williamson, Sergeant Ewan Miller, Sergeant Murray Tonkin, Signaler Gregory Fry, Trooper David O'Callaghan, Lance Corporal Peter Rawlings, Corporal Stephen 
daily. Sergeant Paul Kench. Corporal Gordon Holland. Signaler Lachlan Martin. Captain Timothy Stevens. Sergeant Hugh Ellis. Corporal Moran Abedizian. Corporal Michael Bird. Corporal Andrew Constantinides. Corporal Darren Oldham. Corporal Darren Smith. Corporal Brett Toms. Lance Corporal Gordon Callow. Lance Corporal David Frost. Lance Corporal Glenn Hagen. Lance Corporal David Johnston. Trooper Jonathan Church. Trooper Timothy MacDonald. Signaler Hendrick Peters. Sergeant Andrew Russell. Warrant Officer Class 2 David Nary. Trooper Joshua Porter. Sergeant Matthew Locke, MJ. Signaler, Sean McCarthy. Trooper, Jason Brown. Sergeant Blaine Diddams, MJ.